You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, to the 9to5 Entertainment System. I sure hope this is recording. What do we talk about, John? We talk about the Paris attacks. Oh. We talk about conspiracy theories. And then we get a little better lighthearted Fallout 4, Mad Max, Star Wars, which we're super, super fucking hyped for, Jurassic World, and the film Inside Out. Wow, there's a lot of movies and video games today. Movies and video games and, like, seriously, a, like, a lot of a lot also of conspiracy stuff about Paris Techs. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. If you want to skip to, like, minute 20, it gets lighthearted after that. Right. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System! Content. Exclusive, exclusive content. content for the video. But that's where the fucking podcast kicked in. Was yeah. saying exclusive content. Oh, well, now this <laughs> isn't exclusive, is it? Well, whatever. The video people watching the video will be like, "Oh, that was exclusive." Right. And if you if I don't make the video, none of this will be listen, relevant to listen, literally anybody. Hey, do you know what, John? I, I don't, don't know. You, you just, okay, you sometimes publish the podcast. Did you notice that our numbers are like way up? I did not notice that. You did not notice that. No. Our our listenership over the past two or three months has been like on not way up has been on like a steady increase and like really? more and more people are like listening to 90s and that's exciting i was like huh thanks listeners <laughs> uh so as the uh, audience may be able to are if if there's a video the uh-huh. live audience will be they can Im- see. immediately aware but it's not just like we have fucking one person being very quiet it's just you and me today that's John. right so how uh, how are you doing? Did you bring things to talk about? I did. I did. did. Well, there's been very important world events in the last two weeks that I feel are worthy of discussion. Some of them involve The Undertaker. Were they? Because <laughs> I was really thinking about Fallout 4. But, uh. but honestly, on the way here, I was like, oh my God, Scott's not going to be here. I'm finally going to have a podcast where I don't have to fucking listen to those assholes talk about <laughs> but, wrestling for but half the podcast. I was, uh, but I, was, but I, was, I actually kind of want to talk about it because I watched it yesterday and exactly, it was interesting. Exactly, that's what I was saying. I was like, I was like huh, I was yeah. like, Scott's not going to be here to talk about wrestling, but John actually <laughs> came over and watched an entire pay-per-view with us. So we could talk about wrestling. We don't necessarily need to lead with wrestling, though. No. You wanna, you've been playing Fallout 4, which is the biggest... Release the biggest release ever. I've been told. Uh, to, to be fair, though, in the world, a whole bunch of people were murdered in Paris. Right. And usually, we do some world news. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have. That I feel much that to that's. Say. I. I kind of. I already blogged a little bit about that. Yeah. Not necessarily expressly about the uh, Paris attacks, but just mm-hmm. in general, like hatred in the world. Okay. And um, yeah, it was just kind of that. Like, like it was. Th- it's this whole thing where I. I was. I, I took like two things that I had like consumed okay one was the like the massive amounts of media that i read about um from the paris attacks and everything because i was like the paris attacks why don't you give a highlight of what happened uh, what happened well yeah. what happened were uh terrorists yes who uh i guess were members of isis mm-hmm. right or at least isis took responsibility for it which there's like if you're into conspiracy theories there's all sorts of like different ways that people think that isis is operating and whether or not if you listen to conspiracy theorists isis stands for israeli secret intelligence service <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what I'm saying though is that if you look into conspiracy theories, yeah. there's, there's like elements that there's like both people they're being manipulated and people are manipulating. Who knows what's up? Right. Some terrorists uh, busted into a, a couple of sites in Paris, mm-hmm. most noticeably Bataclan, 
which was a show venue where the Eagles of Death Metal were playing yep. and open fired into the crowd. And that was the highest single spot, 129, I think, deaths there alone. A little, little addendum on that one. Yeah. If you go online to the right places, you can get video because people had cell phone cameras going of yeah, literally sure. the moment they're playing. I watched it. Literally yeah. the moment they're playing and then shots start ringing out and the band is just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And they like back off and start going. Yeah. And Vice Media, um, our favorite, yeah, has yeah. a interview with Eagles of Death Metal. And that's going to come out later this week or cool. next week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they showed a clip of it um, as like a preview saying like, hey, what's going on? Where they were like, we ran back into our, our dressing room and there were people hiding in the dressing room and we tried to like help them hide. Yeah. And they came in and they fucking gunned down everybody who was in the room. And yeah. there was one guy who lived out of like 20 and he was hiding under one of the jackets of the fucking members of yeah, Eagles of Death Metal. Like they were like millimeters away from getting killed. Yeah, as well. for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's and I, mean, I, was, I was reading. I read some of the first hand accounts too where they were like. There was like a split second, which I mean, who knows how much more mortal that became. There was like yeah. a split second where everybody thought it was part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like people didn't necessarily like hit the deck or run quite as quick as you like would in say like a food court or something, you know, because yeah. it's like yeah. a fucking, it's a rock show. Another like, thing he mentioned, people saw their friends get shot and yeah. bent over to help their friends and then got shot because they didn't run. Yeah. Eh, fuck. What yeah. would you do in that scenario? I can't imagine not like, helping exa- you if yeah, you were shot. Yeah, yeah. No, like, fuck. No, not to say, not to like, say fuck friends, but like your, <laughs> your but like your girlfriend, Thanks, your girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Where, where it's just like I'm like, there's like that another level too, where you're like, yeah. like I'm like, yeah, I'd have a hard time like running away from you, but then I'd have an even harder time running away from Sarah. You know, like yeah. like the the first hand account that I read was really fucked up because it was like literally someone who was like, because I was a few rows back, like. I had like an involuntary human shield. Like right. bullets were being shot at me, but mm-hmm. it was hitting people in front of me. You know, and I was like, "It's the fucking worst." Like so fucking. Anyway, yeah, no, yeah. Th- and like, um, and then there was so the whole thing that happened with at least in terms of like Facebook and social media mm-hmm. is people were like, because there was there were bombings in Beirut, uh, like what Tuesday or the Wednesday before mm-hmm. the bombings in Paris yep. that had a death toll of I think like twenty five to thirty, okay. and people were like, oh, do those lives not matter? And no, 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 no. There was also one in Nigeria, I think that was two hundred and fifty or something. Yeah, exactly. Similarly, That's also it. people, do black people not matter? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there, there is that like, there's that sentiment, and a lot of people put uh, the French flag on their icons on Facebook, like mm-hmm. Facebook gave you the option to do that and then people were Hmm. like well where's the lebanese flag where's the syrian flag if you're like anyway it's one of those things where and so my whole take on it is i was like i don't mind totally admitting that i was like the paris attacks like fucked me up more than necessarily the some of the other reports because i was like sarah's sarah lived in paris for fucking like three months yeah you know like we i know people in paris i I don't understand how you could even be surprised about that we we have a a, look they're both first world countries us and and france we we speak their language it's number one and number two in french-speaking cities is paris and montreal we're totally connected we've both visited there many times i was like i was like if i was in paris there's like a high likelihood I'd be at an Eagles of Death Metal Absolutely. show. Like if I was there and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I love these guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, hooray. Like one of my favorite things is going yeah. to concerts in yeah. other cities. Like it's it's not that the other terrorist events don't matter. Well, they do, or their lives don't matter. That we we are connected more yeah, than exactly. we are. And to, I was yeah. like, if anything to me, like the to me I was like, I don't necessarily think that there's like a problem with Paris affecting you more. No. But but I was like, maybe you can use that as a catalyst to read up on the attacks in Beirut mm-hmm. and like read up on what the fuck's going on in Syria, right? Like, right. like Syria is literally a war-torn country right now. Like, there's what six million 
displaced people, something like that. Fuck. Like there's like more than the population of Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's like millions and millions of people who have been displaced, and they were like a quaint little country ten years ago. Like like they were not. They're, were they? Yeah. If you look like like early early two thousands, whatever, they weren't like first world, but mm-hmm. they were not. They weren't poverty stricken right. either. It was just like it was just a an okay country, <laughs> you know. Like it wasn't it wasn't fucking starving to death or anything. Right. Material. And now it's like a fucking disaster, you know. So I'm like, and you, and, and you it, could react as the Russians did by painting four Paris on the bombs they dropped on something like 250 ISIS sites, yeah. like the week after. You could. Yeah. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> Russia yeah. also declared Scientology illegal <laughs> today. Really? Yep. <laughs> oh Russia, yeah. doing whatever. But anyway, but that's what I'm saying. I also I was invading like, Ukraine. That's not a, and yeah. invading the Ukraine. And right. that, that's that's that that was one of my my things where I was said I was like, there's a zillion thing. And then I was like, and if you want to like go outside of what like Islamic terrorists are doing, like mm-hmm. there's been uh, what was it? I can't remember the numbers. It's in my blog. If you want to go check out my <laughs> blog. But there's like how many people were killed in the Mexican drug cartel wars? I was I, actually just gonna say people talk about this the ISIS terrorism shit. There, there's like 200 killings on the Mexican like, border every every couple of months. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Nobody talks about well, that. Well, the Mexican drug cartels. It's like the numbers are staggering in terms yeah. of how many deaths. And like in fact, if you're like. There was a, a corpse that was hanging off a bridge in Mexico City mm-hmm. like a week or two ago. Yeah. And that like up until this point, the cartels hadn't really been in Mexico City. It was like thought to be like a big enough city. Yeah, it was always the border. It was always like Juarez been. and whatever. Yeah. Like, exactly. So they're like, it's potentially escalating. And there's like a big feeling that they're like, we're it's about to get fucking worse. Because like, mm-hmm. the government's retaliated heavily against the cartels. And now the cartels are just going to retaliate heavily again. Like that's... And, like, has nothing – not to say – but, I mean, they're not necessarily terrorists with a political agenda, but, like, drug cartels are just fucking running around shooting up. So it's, like, mm-hmm. equal levels of terror when cars are just driving by shooting at each other all over. Right. And and the other one was, too. Like, Russia's, like, still in Ukraine, and there's been, like – the most recent ceasefire violation was, like, a week or two ago also. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, like, they're, they're, like, Ukraine, like, calmed down a little bit, but there's still a military – a Russian military presence – occupying a country that is not Russia yep. for no reason. Like, they're not there for peacekeeping. Well, they're there for money. But yeah, but, no, yeah. but I'm just saying, but, like, they're not, like, when the Canadian government is occupying somewhere, there's usually, like, a peacekeeping mission or whatever. Right, like, right. no, Russia just showed up to be like, we would like Ukraine. <laughs> we would like to take it. Like, and then there was a ceasefire order, but there's been, like, a bunch of ceasefire violations, and, the uh, like, Ukrainian population is like, well, if there's going to be keeping more ceasefire operations, we're just going to start fucking shooting again, and then... Right. Who knows when that will, like, spark up again. So I'm like, there's, like, you could take something like Paris and uh, use it. If you're just like, oh, it's too bad Paris, and then you just, like, stay ignorant of world events, then you're kind of shitty. But if you can take something like that and then, like, look into other world events and find out if there's other things that are going on that maybe, like, warrant your attention and shit, I don't think that's as bad of a thing. As we're discussing this, I'm trying to imagine what it would take to assemble all of these stuff, or even if there is, like, a grand something happening in the world that that is 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 the gestation of all of this like is syria and the ukraine connected somehow is that possible it's it's possible well that that's if you want to get into conspiracy theories and i do as as i spoke about (laughs) is there's like there's the notion that like isis is like has like a has like backdoor funding from some of the world powers and whatever to like to justify 
military expenses because there aren't giant massive wars anymore. Yeah. But military governments have uh, military budgets have never ever been cut. On that note, I uh, subscribe to slash r slash conspiracy Fun. as a game for myself, so that I get conspiracy nut bullshit mixed into my usual Reddit feed, <laughs> and then it's like fun for me to like read something and be like, oh, you guys, you know, <laughs> like like trying to trying to slide bullshit by me. Right. But one of the things that they say is exactly that that there there is no major world going on. We have gigantic, powerful military industrial yeah. complexes running all over the place. Not just in um not just in America, but like Russia has that too, France has that yeah, too. Yeah. And those guys have nothing to do. And the, and it, like the American economy is heavily dependent on selling stuff. For yeah. the record, ours as well, I believe we just signed was it us or the US who just signed like a one point eight billion dollar arms sale to Syria. And then probably us. I don't know. <laughs> sim- similarly, like a lot of that ISIS stuff, uh, especially in the conspiracy things, they're 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 saying like so. Um, like the U.S. has been involved for two years trying to stop ISIS, right? Mm-hmm. Or a year and a half or something since it since it really got big. Yeah. And like Russia shows up, and like two weeks later, they've killed the top ISIS guy in like four different countries, bombed a hundred sites. Like, what has the U.S. been doing for a fucking year and a half if Russia can show up and successfully accomplish so much in such a short period of time? Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> Uh, like or or how do these guys operate right next to Israel with the nukes? Yeah, why haven't they done something? Like yeah, what? No, what's it's, it's yeah. there there's there's something anyway. But that, yeah. that's like kind of the the big conspiracy theory. And the, and then there's also the whole element of like people are like oh like open your eyes like things are getting worse. And you're like no because if you look at They're death not. tolls things are getting way better in that's terms right. of like deaths and armed conflict. Things are like on the downside. Like they're uh they're. That was the second thing that I yeah. watched was the the thing you sent on the Remembrance Day. The uh, oh god, like, is that good the, or what? The World War Two like by Death the numbers tools. and yeah. all that stuff. And they're like, because of like instant, I feel that if you like separate the two, because of like instant reporting mm-hmm. and whatever, we hear about all this crazy shit going on. Yeah, and it's all happening instantly, and we g- get like firsthand accounts of it in instantaneously. That it seems. And this is not to downplay any of the violence that, no. but like it seems worse than it is because you're like, the, like these military conflicts, as shitty as they are, like displacing six million people and everything, pale in comparison to a ton of other military conflicts in, in human history. Here's how it goes: in in the morning of the of the Paris attacks on Reddit, you have like a live live event terrorist attacks going on in Paris. There's like a thread. Yeah. You're hearing about it. You're hearing the names of the people who are getting mm-hmm. killed. That afternoon, you watch the video of the first bullets being fired inside of a room full of fucking people like us yeah. just partying at a show. Right? There's like this immediate pr- like physical connection to that yeah, kind yeah. of a thing. And then if you look, there are some battles in World War II where 40,000 people were killed in a single day. Yeah. Like, Forty fucking thousand people. Yeah. That's that's a different it's, scope. <laughs> like a hundred percent. We're in much safer times. And the fact that we freak out at two hundred and fifty people dying, as opposed to being like, eh, whatever, it's Tuesday. You know, like <laughs> like that's that shows that there's a difference. There's yeah, been exactly. a change. And that, yeah. that and like and that was, I guess, the, the the conclusion of my blog was kind of being like, I was like, that regardless of who's pulling the strings, if if ISIS is just a terrorist organization and they're not being secretly funded by the government (laughs) to like nefarious schemes to to start a world war three. Right. And they're, and they're just terrorists or whatever. I was like, they're they're benefiting from that by their like comparatively compared to like actual world war two events. Their attacks are like teensy tiny, but are getting the reaction of, Bombing London, you know, right. fucking bombing planes, a squadron of bombers wiping cities off the fucking map in World War Two yeah. has like the same. And, and again, I really, really, really don't want to downplay what happened. But like yeah. a death toll of 100, 200, 300 people 
is nothing compared to what like happened in all out European war. Sure. You know, and like, if like, this is World War Three, I'll take it over what World War Two exactly. was. You know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> That's it. Like, sucks. And it, like, yeah. So I was like, and but like they're trying to elicit that response by benefiting from the fact that it's all, like they're trying to like their violence is trying to elicit a violent response, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, that, that's the conspiracy theory, but, right? But it's not yeah. even just the conspiracy theory. I think that even if it's even if there isn't a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. that's like still like if you're if I'm like an angry guy with a political agenda and I want to take on the government, mm-hmm. I need to do it in like the showiest, shittiest way possible. If I'm uh, assuming I'm like and I'm in, interested in killing people, right? You know, like you know what I mean? Like I ca- I don't have a chance in a real war because there's only like a couple hundred of me, right? But if I target urban centers and uh, like shows and rock concerts and people, I'll like create this fucking frenzy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's the way to fight the bigger target. Even the conspiracy theory aside, yeah, it's like if you're going like death to America, you're like, no, but you can't actually do that. You can't yeah. like they can't they they don't have a fleet of ships to like land on the shores of America and invade sure. America. Like they don't have the resources to do it. So they res. They resort to terrorist attacks, and in a, in a roundabout way, it's understandable. These a lot of these people live in countries that have had American influence going on in them for literally generations, right? Right. And then imagine if if like people living in Palestine right now, if you fucking grew up there, you're you, from from your your granddad's time until literally now, mm-hmm. you have been getting shot at, pushed around, fucking moved off of the land that you lived, your people lived on for like thousands of years, and then. You have nothing to do. There's no way for you to get back to, to take revenge. You go on the world stage. You try and get into the UN. People don't have that because the people you're up against are way too powerful. Yeah. Can you? Can you? What would you do in that scenario? Yeah. How would you express just, your your rage? Yeah. I'm, I'm. Anyway, there's no winning in any of this. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, like I said, at the end of the day, the the correct response, like the 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 best response, is to be like. As like peaceful and encompassing as you can be, like yeah. I was like, because I was like, if you're shitty and you're closing borders and you're being uh, Islamophobic or just xenophobic in sure. general and whatever else like that, you're like, that's what they want. <laughs> like it's like that's the point of terrorism is to like reap terror, and, right. you know? And it's just like if like there's a there's like a completely heartwarming video of like the three Montrealers on the subway. No, 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 no. no. This, this like beats that like even harder. It's okay. like. A guy and his kid and the wife died in the Paris attacks. Wow. And the little kid, it's like this like little interview, and the little kid's like, we have to move. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have to move because, like, whatever. And the dad's like, no, like, we don't have to move. And he's like, and he's like but the bad people are going to come and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the father's like, like no, they're like, they're, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, we can, like, defend ourselves with flowers. And mm-hmm. he's like, what are fucking flowers going to do? The kid's like, you're yeah. an And he's like, look, and he's like, everybody who's dead look at all the flowers here and whatever. And he's like, we're showing everybody that we're not leaving, right. that this is our city, that this is our home, that like everybody is welcome here and like everybody's here. And we're home. not afraid. And you, exactly, that's yeah. it. And I was like, he's like, I don't want to have like fucking military presence in my city and all that stuff because right. that that's that's just going to make it worse, you know? And I was like, and that's, I, I kind of, so it's very, very, very brave. And I don't know, like, well, to bring it back home, Trudeau's plan for taking Syrian refugees. Yeah. Uh, apparently is only families, single women and single children. children. Yeah. So no unattached men. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about that? Yeah. I was like, uh, like, I don't know, man. He might, that's kind (laughs) of, 
it's weird. I was yeah. like, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, I understand why you're doing this, but I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Like, it's super weird. I don't mean like not, not to be the worst about it, but I, I, I kind of don't mind families mm-hmm. where I'm like, if you, cause like, just if I think about like, in terms of like Jaime and Carol and their family, like, like say, say, Go on. say Montreal <laughs> got like attacked and we all had to move. Uh huh. You and I would do way better just being like, whatever, we'll just like take our chances and we'll just like figure this shit out versus like relocating a fucking family. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like you and I could be like, all right, we'll just fucking backpack over and figure some shit out. And like, we're, you know what I mean? Like I was like families as a priority for refugees. That makes sense to me because like, they can't necessarily take care of themselves like the kids okay. and all okay. that stuff. That's, that's the most generous way of, of pointing out, of looking right. at this, right? The, the real reason yeah, is no, that the, the suicide bombers scary. and terrorists are by far young, unattached males. Yes, right. exactly. And and that's that's what I'm saying. I was right. like, I don't have a problem with like the families bit because, like I was saying, I was like, there's yeah. like there is a real, like to me, like, like I said, a single guy is just sort of like, okay, cool, like I'll... I'll make do because I'm a guy who can take care of myself with no sure. fucking dependence and all that stuff. And then yes, there's the other side of it which is super scary. And uh and that's weird that our fucking prime minister like you know like is that I'm okay with how he's handled this. Mm-hmm. Like this is how he's addressing concerns that he's going to be soft on on terrorists which, I mean, or whatever. Like, there's, he's there's... like, "Look, this is a shitty decision and he's going to make it." And he did it. Well, he did that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the end Love one another, oh, guys. That's, that's dark shit. <laughs> <clears throat> this has been a full third of the podcast. Okay, well, let's talk about fun stuff. So, we want to talk about Fallout? Oh man, it's not really that fun. So, I actually haven't played it in two days. I like. Did League get you back? It does. League is always going to get me back. It's mm-hmm. too good a game. But um, so Fallout, as I feel like, like we we're gonna have, we're gonna talk about it now. We had the identical discussion when Skyrim came out two weeks after it came out. Right. Bethesda creates gigantic masterpieces that are deeply horrifically flawed. Mm-hmm. They make a baffling design and and just like storytelling decisions they just like i just don't understand how people could be so creative and so on point with some of their decisions and just so like out to left field on other ones and then you know like the modding community today so the the game's been out for like fucking nine days or ten days or something today there was a post at the top of our fallout that had like here are 30 of the best mods to enhance your fallout 4 experience because bethesda even they don't even have to fix some of their stupid decisions because they know that people are going to do it for them one of the ones i saw that made me laugh and also has been a like a thorn in my side with Mm -hmm. any of the follow games or what was um the it replaced just like the super simplest patch that doesn't fix anything graphics or glitch wise whatever Mm -hmm. in conversation options where it's just sort of like it has like generic like little one-line things but Mm -hmm. not actually your full response yeah and it replaces the little one-line things that you select with what the full response will be right so you can actually pick what your guy's gonna say as opposed to like a general feeling. The, the, the worst one is sarcasm. That that's very often an like a possible option in so many of the dialogue choices, mm-hmm. and it'll be like, "So, what do you think? Are you going to accept this mission?" And then you have like, "Yes, no, sarcasm." What do you think you're going to do when you say <laughs> sarcasm? Are you going to take the mission? My favorite I don't game. Know. My favorite game for that was La Noir, where yeah. it was like, because there was like, um, like again, there was often like, like believe them, don't believe them, suspicious, right? But like, like fucking. Suspicious was always often like way over the top. You're like, you know what? I'm not sure. Suspicious, and you're like, I know you did it. You raped that little girl, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not suspicion anymore. Yeah. That's, like, that's an accusation. Exactly. Like, that's a straight accusation. You just yeah. fucking accused this guy of rape. Like, well, 
Fallout 4 is especially bad for that. Yeah, but yeah. but like in in Bethesda's defense, like you you can make a lot of complaints, and there 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 are bad things with like the inventory that are similar to that, baffling and whatever. In their defense, they've greatly greatly improved the game since Fallout okay. 3. Like it's it's light years beyond Fallout 3. In many respects, it's a step backwards from Fallout New Vegas, which of course wasn't developed by Bethesda, but but is still using the engine. Yeah, um, developed by Fallout 2 team. That's right, yeah. and um. What do I have to say about it? Like, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still, I'm still, I'm sure I'm going to play through it. Right. Apparently, the thing that it does better mm-hmm. than, because I've been following a little bit on sure, our sure. games or whatever. Apparently, the thing that it does better than almost any Bethesda game ever is that, like, the towns and stuff, like, the stories are interconnected from town to town. Like, they're not just, like, silo stories, which is often yeah. the case in Bethesda games where you're just like, I'm the fucking angel of death in this town, and then go over to the next town, and they're like, and I'm Jesus over here. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and there's not a lot of interconnectivity between the towns. Apparently, Fallout 4, like I said, this is just yeah. from hearsay, like, apparently there's like a little bit more interconnectivity, and the world feels like people can call each other, you know? Like, the, yeah. there's like, characters will communicate back and forth, and some of your actions in towns will like... That is not, certainly not just Not just major story events have an impact, like... How you handle the subplot mission in one will town. affect other things. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely true. Like, I, I'm not honestly that far into the game. I probably only put like 20 or 30 hours okay. into it. But um, and I and, and I'm like definitely taking things slow. There's some plot missions that I know I'm like avoiding because I, I want to run around and do other little mini yeah, yeah. stuff. And certainly the world. I don't know if you if if this you were a fan of this part anyway. The Fallout Three of just like wandering around the world and seeing weird little stuff that just happens. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, real. Yeah, like for sure. in a sense, that's that's kind of like the the height of Fallout Three to me. That was like what they did best. Yeah, like the haunted vault and like whatever. Yeah. Like when you're just sort of like, what the shit is this another vault oh, huh oh shit another That's vault full of ghosts and shit what <laughs> yeah. is this like <laughs> well they they even one up that game in in fallout 4 you can be wandering around and then you'll be at like the, the crest of a hill and down in the bottom you see a bunch of settlers just like wandering around like a big a big theme of the game is like recapturing the wasteland so you like you can become in charge of towns and like right. guide them and build fucking defense turrets for them mm-hmm. and whatever and like attract population anyway there's a pack of settlers walking along and then a bunch of ghouls just fucking attack them. You're too far away to help, but the ghouls attack them and they start fighting back and then a vertebrate goes like, tuk, 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 flies in and then a bunch of Brotherhood of Steel guys in power armor drop out of the fucking vertebrate yeah. and start gunning down the the, the things. It, and like that stuff happens not like all over the place, but it'll happen if you're just wandering around. Yeah. Like the world is, is like living much more than it was in Fallout 3. That's cool. I think that they've probably taken a page, I guess, out of like on a way, way, way smaller square, but like a game like Fallout, not yeah. Fallout, Far Cry. Yes. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. Far Cry, where you're just sort of like, the world is just kind of kind of going on, and if like, if two factions run into each other in the woods, it's going to be a shootout, and like, has nothing to do with you, Yeah. but there'll be a winner, there'll be a loser, and then maybe a tagger will show up, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then there's going to be more losers, because then the tagger, and then they might like, stop fighting each other to fight the tagger, and then yeah. go back to fighting each other, like you can just like, watch that entire interaction play out, and there'll be a resolution to it that had nothing to do with the player, you know? Like, which... I, I'm being pretty positive here. There are also some pretty dark sides. Like, the, um, the, the dialogue can be just, like, fucking awful. Or in tone, like, it's a very, it's a very dark post-apocalyptic setting, right? But right. then Fallout also has this, like, weird humor like, yeah, theme yeah. that runs through it, you know? And, and so they're, they're, they're trying to toe that line and introduce characters that'll have a bit of humor. But just, you know, like... 
you climb up this old, you hear a distress call, right? So you're like, oh, okay, I'll go and investigate the distress call. And there's a bunch of super mutants in a giant apartment building, right? And the mm -hmm. guy's asking for help. He's trapped at the top of the apart, uh, the top of the apartment building. So like you shoot your way up and the super mutant leader or whatever is like reporting like, ah, stupid human trying to climb our thing. You can't right. stop us. We're the super mutants, whatever. You get up to the top, you murder all the super mutants. And then you find out that the guy who's been like radioing out his distress call was trying to civilize the super mutants by reading them Shakespeare. And you're like, what What the ever-living fuck is this? Who, in any way, shape, or form, would imagine that this is a good idea? And why is this even a plot? Like, it's so goofy. It feels like it doesn't belong. Or, And in Fallout 2 and in other games, this would have been like a, like a tiny little side mission, you know, that wouldn't have occupied so... Like, it would have been like a throwaway gag as opposed to like a core mission. Okay. And you end up getting an NPC out of this guy, right? I, I just... I don't know. It, it takes me out of the game so hard, and when the dialogue is so cheesy and whatever, I, I, I'm 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 angered at it. You're, yeah. Well, we I think we've talked about this extensively, extensively. But just just <laughs> no, just in general, in in role playing games, yeah. Overall, how like something was lost with voice acting, absolutely. Which was that right. like you could read dialogue and it was delivered well in your like in your head in your yeah. mental voice, and even if the dialogue was poorly written, you could fix the delivery in your head so that it worked. Yeah. You know, Fallout 2 absolutely has a ton of that where there's just like, you know, like you, you make a response and sometimes in a conversation, you're not just going to say a single one liner as has to happen when somebody's voice acting because it's so, you know, they only have so much time to record every line. And uh, I'm so disappointed with that stuff. I feel like there was a point, maybe it was in Fallout 3 where they had that and the dialogue was terrible in that game. So it's a bad example, I guess, but <laughs> where they just like, they speak the first line of the of what is textual, and right? Then, and then so like you get the tone that they're doing, and you do have a bit of that feeling of two, being in front two, of a movie. Fallout Two was like that. That's true. Fallout Two had like yeah. a little like the little guy who would like say a line, yeah. and then God you could damn. go into the rest of it. Uh, as I speak here, I'm watching Keith knocking over cables and stuff. That's how we do. It's great. Great. Isn't it though? You can keep talking, John. Anyway, the um, like that said, Fallout Four does a lot of that stuff better. The voices are certainly the voice acting is stellar, even if the dialogue is not always up there, and the and. Well, it has like a bunch of recognizable voice actors, right? Does you, it? I feel, maybe maybe not necessarily voice actors from like acting world. Yeah, but at least from Fallout Two had voice actors from acting world. Michael Dorn was one of the main yeah. the main guys. There were a ton of really. I guess uh, what's his name is probably in there. Who? Uh, Ron Ron Perlman. I don't think so. Actually, he doesn't. He's I don't not, think he doesn't he do war. War never changes. No. So so the main character is voiced. For the first time in in ever for right. a lot of these games, because yeah, they're usually usually Link. And I think he does the War War Never Changes. Huh. But I don't. You know what? Now that I say that, I'm not confident. Uh, you have a dog, and is the dog the best? You know, like you <laughs> get the dog like right the fuck away in the game, and he is awesome. But then, like, you can only have one NPC with you, and so it's either dog or it's like a voice acted character who actually right. interacts with you and comments on stuff that you do. You do, and then you make decisions, Aww. and the guy reacts to it. So I feel dog like should, I'm, dog shouldn't count to your thing. Absolutely. I think he should just be there by default. But then at the same time, like you can order dog around and like get him to go and fetch stuff for you. And so he's kind of cool too. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know why, but I always like dog in post-apocalyptic world. I love dog in post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. I just think, I think fucking uh, Road Warrior, like Mad Max Absolutely. Too, yeah. Where it's just, uh, and it's just like, it like, because now we're going to talk about Mad Max again. Again? we will always <laughs> talk about Mad Max. <laughs> it's the best fucking movie. <laughs> no, but it was, they were talking about, um, the humanity of Mad Max himself. Okay. How they're like how he has like a family in the first one mm -hmm. and a dog in the second one. Yeah. And then like nobody in the third one and is like lost even in the fourth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, huh. I was like, that's kind of a neat like like a loss 
of like he's he's a monster by the fourth one yeah, basically yeah. like he's literally like i don't know if like any of the previous mad maxes would have like full-on just been like so long pregnant ladies good fucking fuck the desert yep. goodbye but like he was ready to do that like he's yeah. st- he stopped because he's the hero that we need sure but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean like i was like it's just like he's he had like a and they were like the dog in the second one was like he had a dog, you know? And I was like, that's what I... I post- the opening post- shot of Mad Max Fury Road has him standing on a hill, overlooking stuff, talking to himself like a crazy person, and then eating a living lizard. You yeah, know? Man. Like, he's lost. He's gone. I'm excited for... They're going to make another one. I know. They're making two more, aren't they? Isn't yeah, they're, they're making thing? two but more. But apparently, they're not going to get to make the Furiosa project. Really? At least, like, the way that they said... They wanted to do a whole spinoff for her? Yeah. That's to awesome. do a, a Furiosa thing. But apparently, Charlize Theron's schedule is not too busy is uh is not something that they could do damn it oh see well i don't know who knows yeah. maybe huh, maybe they'll make it fucking 30 years from now they'll, they'll, they'll up the truck size of money that they're gonna back up to her door and then maybe well, she'll that, say that's yes. that's the i guess major problem is that it wasn't it was profitable like it was very profitable yeah. but it wasn't it was also a very expensive movie to make like it, it yeah. cost like avengers money to make and didn't make avengers money like it made money but it didn't it didn't get like avengers made a billion dollars you know like, yeah speaking of big blockbusters were we going to talk about star wars because well, i'm so spoiler free on star wars Me I, too. Can't, I can't even talk about the only it. thing i know is kylo ren i don't even know what that means i, I think it's either. a character but. i was disappointed <laughs> i think we talked about this one, uh, when the episode was scott okay i when i bought the tickets because you and i were going december 17th so like a day before something the release, like that and because there was like there's like a limited engagement one day before it came out because and i thought it was really really important for me uh-huh. <laughs> to see it first because i was like i'm all on the twitters and the facebook and the reddit and, all that stuff. and i was like there's no way that my experience will not get tainted unless i see it right away mm-hmm. like it's either going to be everyone's like it's so amazing or yeah. like it's garbage like even just being overwhelmed with those voices is going to taint your experience exactly that's yeah. it like and I, I've, I've said i've watched the first trailer yep which is really nothing there's not even dialogue in the first trailer nope and that's all. And I, when I went to buy the movie tickets, mm-hmm. like I said, and I feel bad if listeners have heard the story before. I just can't remember if I told Scott. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, listeners. Sorry, listeners. Um, the movie poster spoiled something for me. Really? Have you seen the movie poster? No. Okay. So I've been know, very careful. I don't as know well. if I want, but I had to like I had to see the movie poster to go to click through. Okay, if, okay. I, I, I will take it. You'll take it. Well, I mean, just, uh, if you fair, ate this bullet, to, I will eat it. To, and to be fair, there's almost no way that, like, unless we, like, walk you in with blinders, yeah, on, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. going to see this going into the theater. Oh, I know what you're going to say. The black dude has a lightsaber? Right. Yeah. The black dude has a lightsaber. And, and, I was like, and he looks like a stormtrooper at the start. I think he's well, in stormtrooper armor in one of the... He's a stormtrooper in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, like, he takes his helmet off. <laughs> he takes his helmet off, and he's wearing, like, he's in stormtrooper armor, and he right. has a lightsaber and whatever. And I was like, God damn it. I was like... Now you know. I know. I guess he's like a Jedi, or at least force sensitive, or whatever. And like Scott was all like, "Whatever, anybody could use a lightsaber." But I'm like, "But not on the poster." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If he's if he's got a lightsaber, he's probably going to be a Jedi. Exactly. Or like yeah. at the very least, like force sensitive. That, or, that or said, I do know. Like obviously, you've heard that fucking Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are like a fairly large part of the film. Like yeah. They're exactly. Actually, they're actually in it. And then Hamill is around a little bit. And and then part of the film, I think, is like a search for Luke. Mm-hmm. And I actually rewatched all three of the episode four, five, and six. Uh, in the last month, are just to kind of like they still great? toasty myself up for this, they're better than I I remembered. I was like I was like totally still enraptured. I like of course because you've seen them a hundred times and you're or at least I'm 
much yeah. older than I was when I first saw them, and I'm much more into movies these days. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like approach them with a much more of a critical eye. Right. And I, I like I still I just they're so good. They're hey. still great. Empire yeah. is fucking great. It Empire is. is so fucking good. Star Wars has got its rough moments, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Jedi but Jedi has its silliness. Yeah, I find I, I find like of em- like of them all, Empire is just like the best. Sticks out. It's, it's so good, and yeah. and even then, like, like we were we were we talked about that with like Terminator and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I wish there's moments that I wish that I could like. I get I I, I think Luke, I am your father was probably like blew my mind, but Spoilers, I was like spoilers, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like seven, so like yeah. you know, like I didn't necessarily get to experience it like as an adult. You yeah. know, like I, it probably blew, I I can't imagine my parents ruining that for me like for no reason yeah exactly the other one the other one that i always thought of was um when terminator shows up in terminator 2 mm-hmm. but is a good guy yeah and i was like i would have loved like i didn't get to experience that because yeah. i was like fucking six or whatever like when the movie came out or 19 early 90s like yeah. i knew that terminator was the good guy of the second one when i went to go see yeah the and that would have been a surprise yeah exactly i yeah. was like if you would watch that as a terminator fan and you're like, oh fuck, it's Terminator. Wait, he's a and then good he's like, guy. Boom, and then he's like, come with me, we want to live, or whatever. And you're, like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. imagine. Ugh, I do imagine. Like, it, but like <laughs> that would be like probably I think one of the like most like best moments of cinema of like not necessarily of a cinematic moment, but of an audience experience moment. Yeah, like fucking the main bad guy of the first one just like busting in, and as an audience, you're like trained, like you're like. Oh, they're fucked now. Yeah, because like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator is there, and then you're like twist, and then he fucking saves. So that was something that was wholly lacking from the first three, which I haven't, or like episode one, two, and three, which I haven't mm-hmm. rewatched yet, but I kind of plan to over the next little while. And I know it's yeah, like I, a I month. see I see the curl of your lips, and I <laughs> and I know that I'm gonna have that like like a terrible time doing it just because it's so fucking poisonous. Right. But like, there's none of that emotionality in anything. Like like think think of in episode. Th- seven six six end of six the the fight between vader and luke with yeah, the emperor yeah, cackling yeah, yeah. there like the fighting is not that great like obviously the sword swinging in the in yeah. the prequels is one is like a million times better but it's so like unemotional and just fucking zippy you just don't even care and like luke losing his shit and just wailing away yeah, non-stop yeah, yeah. okay so here's another this is great okay so at the end of episode six right Right. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking about a movie from 30 years ago. That's right. And, and <laughs> <coughs> on, on this like geek pop culture immediate relevancy right. podcast. Okay, so at so the end, end of... Episode 6. Right. Return uh, of the Jedi. Right. Vader and, and the Emperor have spent a long time saying, we need to get Luke with us so that we can turn Luke to the dark side. Like that's like all, And all of the Emperor's concoctions, plans, the second Death Star is basically to like make that happen. It's yeah. a trap for Luke so that they can get him turned to the dark side. Yeah. And watching the films, there's none of that prophecy that Luke is going to be the one to bring balance to the Force, or that Vader is. I don't even know really where that comes from. It's got to be the books or something, because it's not right. really mentioned in the films. But... The Emperor is saying, like, we need to get him, and we need to turn him. And then Vader, uh, you know, all this shit happens. Vader and him finally fight. And then, and then he says, look, all of your friends, like, everything that's happened is according to my plan. I, am su- I have succeeded. Your friends are out there and going to die. The battle station is fully operational. I can feel your anger. When you take your lightsaber and put it in your hand and try and strike me, you, your path to the dark side will be complete. Yeah. And then he picks up the lightsaber and tries to fucking hit him with it. Yeah. Right? If... JJ has balls. Luke is on the dark side in the future. What happens? Vader dies. Right. The yeah. Emperor dies. 
not in the books, but like maybe the emperor and maybe he's not. Leia knows, becomes aware that she has the force with her. She could go on the light side and Luke would be on the dark side and you would have balance in the force. And it would be the fucking biggest twist in cinematic history that Luke is now the villain of the next three films. Yeah. And fucking Mark Hamill has been doing crazy villainous Joker for like 30 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, and he can play villain, no yeah, problem. To a lot of people, like like his his iconic role is in fact the Joker and not really Luke. Cause, I, don't think, I don't think so. I don't know, man. His his vo- He's been doing that in way more movies than than. Yeah, did, yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's... It's up there. Yeah, it's up. But I'm, I'm just saying. But I don't think yeah, it's... maybe that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but, exactly. But it, I, I'll yeah. go back to it. It can totally happen. And and like the seeds are all planted. It's like there. Is Han Solo Indiana Jones or uh, I mean, is Harrison Ford Indiana Jones or Han Solo? He's the both of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I feel like Mark Hamill. Okay, okay. Like that's that's fair. Like he, it. I don't think Joker gets up there, but in no way does Joker like eclipse the Trump yeah. fucking Luke fucking Skywalker. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's probably true. Yeah, but anyway, uh, but my my that, po- my point is that the seeds are there for Luke to be the villain of the next three movies, and think of what a fucking like how how pissed off people would be if that happened, and <laughs> and how if like part of the success of episode the, of the the main series is that you have this villain in Vader who the whole the he's there and he's a badass through all three movies, and when when the final climax of the fight comes up and you're dealing with him, you're so invested in the character and the outcome because you've had so much time to get there yeah if you imagine if you had that same series of, of or that same sequence of events where luke is the fucking turbo badass and he's on the dark side now yeah. and fucking nobody can stop him and then if he can be redeemed somehow at the end of the next series yeah, yeah, yeah. like how fucking amazing would that be, be? there would be goddamn pissed off geeks the world over <laughs> did you, you heard about the uh and again i haven't really seen any of the trailers but apparently yeah. all the footage in the trailers mm-hmm. is only from the first third of the movie oh my god that's so good like so, they're like anything yeah. that you think that looks like an epic fight or whatever else like that. You're like, nope, that's an establishing no, 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 there's fight. More stuff that's coming. a like, that's not the. F- if there's a space battle scene, that's not. I feel like I've said this before, but when JJ came on board and did the stu- the two Star Treks, right. those are better Star Wars movies than they are Star Trek movies. Yeah, to me. For sure. And and if he if he can do that kind of a film with staying true to what Star Wars is all about, yeah. like he, they're going to be in good hands. I'm excited. He built real sets. Yeah, <laughs> and put real people on you those real sets. Put a bunch of sets, built a lot of costumes, and, and made stuff. them do real things. Exactly. As well Imagine as just that. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of giant blockbusters, okay, I finally got around to watching Jurassic World. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, and I really wanted to. It's it's really fucking good. Yeah. It's also really, and and I was I was saying this is like it almost it almost plays like a dark comedy. Really? <laughs> like, there's a lot of funniness. It's never like ham-fisted funny, but you're just like. They're like it's like the script writers sat down and they were like Jurassic Park is really about people making terrible decisions and underestimating <laughs> dinosaurs. That's like that's what Jurassic Park is about. Right. So they were like, let's just create like a series of events where like at every possible turn <laughs> people make really bad decisions and underestimate dinosaurs. Like for real, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio plays a guy who's like we can weaponize velociraptors. <laughs> like, we can train them because they're smart enough to train them and right. fucking, like, deploy them in military situations. And you're like... But, like this is the worst idea. <laughs> exactly. But you're like, yeah. this is, like, not, like, even... <laughs> like, you're like, it's not delivered, like, funny or anything. Like, it's yeah. delivered, like, this is the thing it's that straight, we can yeah. do. And you're just like, but it's hilarious because you're like, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, same thing, too, with, like, they, they fucking... Um, they design... Hold on, hold on. Does life uh, find a way? No, not not... 
not expressly, uh-huh. but but they go even crazier. So okay, because now like this is Jurassic World is the a theme park that it's kind of like it seems to be set maybe in the l- near future. Okay, because there's a bit of technology that doesn't really seem to exist, and they're way better at genetics. Okay. But at the same time, in the reality of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. we fucking made dinosaur clones in 1994. Right. So mm-hmm. if you throw 20 years of scientific progress when we made dinosaur clones in 1994, mm-hmm. maybe that's just where they're at sure. now, right? In yeah. the in the alternate reality of Jurassic World. And so they decide to, because they're like, at this point, like, dinosaurs are literally, like, old hat. Like, mm. they're like, the events of fucking Jurassic Park happened 20 years ago, and they're like, nope, we have fucking... Did you see three? I saw three. And what... Three. I feel like dinosaurs get loose in Manhattan and dumb That's shit in like two. that. That's in two. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Huh. In two, there's a T-Rex that runs around. Runs okay, around good. So the world something. is, like, on board with dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. But, and I mean, like, and I was kind of like, I was like, would we really, like, allow this? And I was like, probably. Like, I was yeah. like, if, if you were like, oh, some gorillas got loose in the fucking city and killed some people, you'd be like, okay, but we don't need to just... Kill all the gorillas. Stop fucking gorillas yeah. from ever happening. I was like, that's the thing that happens when gorillas get loose. T-Rex got loosed. Some people yeah, died. people are going to die. <laughs> but then we're just going to build a bigger cage around T-Rex. It's right. going to be okay. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's been, like, years and years and years without incident, and they're now operating the pr- park, but they're like, they still, like, profit margins and stuff so they literally design a new dinosaur like a scarier a better super dinosaur. velociraptor exactly nothing could go wrong no Keith. so it's nothing like nothing could go exactly. wrong exactly and it, like it gets and it gets more and more ridiculous how super dinosaur this super dinosaur is because <laughs> they're like fucking like for literally a throwaway scene like he uses this power once or i guess she uses his power yeah. once in the film it has camouflaged <laughs> it has, and they're like what and they're like uh because we like Fucking splice some cuttlefish in there so that it could, like, handle the aging process. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> you're just like... But it's like, but not... But, like, not only did they do it... Yeah. It's in... It camouflages itself once. Otherwise, it just runs at things. Like, and then it's, like, suddenly killing... I, I feel really sad now that I didn't see it in theaters. This sounds wonderful. It's so funny. Suddenly, it's, like, just killing for sport. Yeah. And just... Uh, and uh, Chris Pratt has, like... Through a complicated series of progression and pressing on the fucking velociraptor eggs from birth and stuff, mm-hmm. is the alpha of a velociraptor pack. Amazing. And then like, but the veloc like the super dinosaur is half velociraptor, half T Rex. Okay. Avi. <laughs> right. That's how you fucking make a dinosaur. <laughs> and so it like tries. <laughs> that's to how be, genetics work, right? It tries to be the alpha, and it's just it's so funny. Yeah. And then like, at the end, they're like. There's no reason for this to make any sense, but they were like, okay, like Indominus Rex, which that's is the, the name of it, Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex, Amazing. yeah, exactly. And like they even and there's so much. There, there's, it's also funny because they like they point out their bullshit and address it, mm-hmm. and like they're like Indominus Rex, really? And they were like, have you seen some of the kids trying to like pronounce some of the names of these dinosaurs? Like it needs to be easy and marketable. <laughs> like you know, like long yeah. fucking like dinosaur names are like it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Everyone's gonna remember Indominus Rex. It's no problem. Same thing too. And they were like, they're like, why did you manipulate genetics? So and he's like, they're like, we've been manipulating genetics since day one. They were like, Velociraptors had feathers. They don't have feathers in Jurassic right. Park. Like, like nice. They, you know, yeah, they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're like, we've been fucking around t- to make it more marketable since day one because right. they look dumb with feathers. So we're like, let's just get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they established the fact that in between. Jurassic Park, where One. we thought they didn't have feathers, right. and now we know they have feathers. Yeah. Like, yeah, but we just kept them without feathers because that's like Jurassic that's, World that's what brand Velociraptor. Yes. <laughs> wow. Super funny. I'm like, mad at myself now that I didn't see and this. It's, and yeah, exactly. And at the end, for like no discernible reason, 
fucking Velociraptor and T-Rex team up to fight Indominus Rex. It's just no... Like, I was like, how does this make any sense? Be, no, it makes sense because that's what you want to see. Yeah, You exactly. want to see these dinosaurs go, like, throw down. Exactly. You're like, oh, shit, four Velociraptor versus Indominus Rex. But they're like, oh, but he has too much of a size advantage. Oh, T-Rex. And they're like, they're like, unlock Paddock 9. Yeah. And it's like, T-Rex, it's so good. They even, <laughs> they even, like, they fucking, like, they protect T-Rex. Yeah. In terms of, like, he is not in the movie until they're like, unlock Paddock 9. And the guy's like, are you sure? And they're like, we have no other choice. And it's like, I like the door. And it's yeah. like, and he's obviously, he's not the biggest badass in the movie because right. that's Indominus Rex. But I was like, they're literally like, they're protecting like their star. Yeah. You know, and it's like, because you don't want him to be early in the film. You want, like, you're like, and you, I was like, oh, I would have loved to be like in a midnight showing of this to be like, oh, fuck T-Rex. <laughs> you know, it's just sort of like, it's almost like nobody had even said like Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? In the entire film, like, like, they're like, as though like they were like, and every, but everybody knows he's around. They're like, there's right. no way that fucking Jurassic World doesn't have a T. Doesn't have a T. Rex in its pen somewhere. But they've Amazing. like they protected his like legacy or whatever. Isn't it nice that these movies are working? Like that that this thing worked. It yeah, then like a sloppy hot mess, and uh, it made over a billion dollars. Yeah, movie fucking made hard bank. And they, they they leave it open for a sequel mm-hmm. pretty easily because they're like the evil corporation escapes with fucking dinosaur embryos right and like flies away on a helicopter and T Rex is just around <laughs> <laughs> presumably he's just doing his thing like fucking on every stupid level that an action movie can like mm-hmm. fucking work on it worked amazingly. Awesome. Like, there was a lot less, like, science and fucking chaos theory than Jurassic Park. Yeah. But it, like, wasn't dumb about anything that it did, but knew that it was a movie about dinosaurs going crazy, killing everybody. Cool. Uh, super fun. And the, and the reason we had to watch this was because... It's wonderful. We, it was. But we needed to uh, cleanse our palate after watching the latest Pixar animated film called Inside Out. What's... I, okay. Okay. So, th- yeah. I... Should How are we doing for time? I we're feel okay. Like we're, we're okay. Yeah. We're okay. All right. Um, I've I've seen I think just about every Pixar movie. Okay. Except for the Cars ones. I didn't see the Cars. I think ones. I actually saw one of the Cars ones. And they're the worst ones, right? Like yeah. the, like in terms of like if you go onto like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, like the Cars ones are the worst. Anyway, whatever. it was a fun kids movie. I didn't yeah, give a shit exactly. Thing. But this, uh, but I find that Pixar movies have often I guess been a little bit more than fun kids movies. Like there's okay. a little more going on in Toy Story. There's like kind of like lessons sure. and things when they're not just like silly adventures. Like that, that's what kind of, to me, like sets them apart a bit from some of the other like uh, Madagascar movies and stuff. Like those are really like kids movies. I'm like, right. there's like real emotions that get dug up in like Toy, Toy Story, Story movies yeah. and stuff. And Especially like, the third one. If I recall correctly, it's like you deal with like the kids giving up on the toys and growing pretty up. Pretty much, yeah. Whatever, so yeah. Inside Out takes it fucking like one step further Kay. into the like making you feel all of the feelings. So one of the cool things about it is that it's based on actual psychology, Kay. which is that like all of your like all of your emotions, at least some psychologists theorize, mm-hmm. uh, are made up of the five five core elements, which are uh, joy, sadness, fear, disgust, and anger. What about horny? That's probably joy <laughs> and anger with a little bit of fear. Huh. <laughs> like, I don't know. No, but and but okay. they're like there's like and like they're like more complex emotions and stuff like that are just like meshes of those things. That's mm-hmm. where like that's how emotions get defined. Like okay. 
like disgust and fear and like like fear and anger and like you know you can kind of like see some of them but anyway this is like actual they're actual apparently principles of psychology of like those are like the pillars of I'm not sure I 100% agree, but I, I'm curious to see where this is going. So anyway, I'm just saying, but it, it's yeah. like I said, whether or not it's like it's, I guess it's just putting labels on things. But sure. anyway, so the Pixar film makes those five emotions like little people in your brain. Okay. Like so, it like personifies each of the five of them. Huh. And then similarly, they also they use other things where they talk about uh, like core memories, mm-hmm. where they're like key points in your life where something, like, defining about you branches out from. Like, the, a big chunk of this movie takes place, like, in a girl's brain. Okay. As she's moved from Minnesota to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and everything is shitty in is, San Francisco. Is this a kid's movie? Yes. Fascinating. And Exactly. And I feel that a kid would go see it, and it would be kind of like an adventure movie. Yeah. Or whatever. As an adult, you're literally watching, like, the first real moment of a person becoming, like, an adult. Like, dealing with fucking loss, dealing with fucking her friends being gone, dealing with a new school, dealing with whatever. Mm -hmm. And how it's, like, represented on the inside of her brain. Like, there's, like, stuff like what happens to old memories. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's, like, a memory dump where you're, like, these are not important memories. And just, like, getting rid of them. And But, like, some of the characters in the brain are, like, but this is, like, her imaginary friend. Like, we can't get rid of that. And they're, like, well, she doesn't need it anymore. Wow. You know? And you're, like, oh. You know? Yeah. (laughs) You know? You're, like. I guess so. Yeah. Like, I guess she doesn't need it anymore. Like, it's huh. gut-wrenching. Really? Like, hard to watch. Like, in terms of just, like, watching, like, literally the concentration moment of, like, like, and just, like, it's, like, such a good age. Like, she's 11. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, you can kind of, like, like, something happens around 11 and 12 into teenagers where you're, like, you start to become an adult. Sure. And it's, like, a lot of that is giving up on being a kid. Yeah. You know, and it's like literally the movie is basically like the narrative of her like giving up on being a kid and becoming a more grown up person. This wouldn't be a film like I, I don't understand how this get this film could be like directed at children the way you're describing it. OK, so what actually happens is the there's like a zany thing mm-hmm. uh, where she loses all of her core memories due to like a fucking accident or whatever else. Okay. like that. And it's because the the catalyst of the story is sadness starts touching some of the core memories mm-hmm. right so it's like which makes sense because she just moved and they're because like, it, it all ties in with what's going on in the real world where it's like suddenly thoughts of her friends mm-hmm. are sad because she's not with them okay you know what i mean so it's like there's a the little anthropomorphic sadness girls like they're like what are you doing what are you doing like, why are you fucking with this like why are you fucking with this core memory it's a happy memory right. she loves her friends but like sadness kind of like touches them and then she ends up like Losing her fucking losing in her brain, like her core memories get like lost out of the like command center of her brain or whatever. <laughs> okay, and it's just and then it's reflected in her going to school and like not being herself and just being fucking mopey and being like whatever. So it's like you know what I'm saying? It's like sure. Like there's like the adventure side of like rescue the core memories, but if you're right. watching it, you're like, oh no, she's not herself. Right. Like what's actually happening is sadness is now touching all of her. Like the and even the fucking message of this movie is like hmm. is beautiful. Like literally like beautiful. Like when I say when I, I say this with like no like yes to kids yeah. with all seriousness, is they're like one of the things that they realize because they um and again this also has to do with like actual like psychology, whatever. Sure. Uh complex memories and whatever, and having multiple emotions attributed to a memory is something that you apparently can't really do 
until you're much older. Sure. Where it's like to understand that like and that's and like the the characters in the movie kind of come to it where they remember like a super happy moment where like all the kids like paraded the main girl around on the fucking shoulders and that stuff. Okay. But like sadness is like yeah, but that was after we lost the like regional championships. Mm-hmm. Like we were really sad before that. And it's like a big part of the movie is kind of to be like you can appreciate happiness more when there's also sadness and like you don't necessarily need to ignore the sadness and that memory isn't just getting paraded around it's a really bad thing and then your friends and your family came through for you and that's why that memory is so poignant Mm -hmm. was because of the bad thing it wasn't just getting paraded around fun times it's like wow fucking really heavy for a kid's movie exactly and it's done and i don't i really don't know (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like I was like, if, how much of a, this a, a kid would catch? Like, but I was like, I was like, I, I told Sarah, I was like, the best way I could like describe it is just like, when you have like a really, 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 like almost a fight conversation with like your girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's not really like a fight about anything, but it's still like really, really heavy, and you're not even like broken up at the end of it, but you're just like drained. Yeah, and it's not even like a bad kind of drain. You're just sort of like I fucking just experienced a lot, <laughs> you know? Like that yeah. that feeling was with the movie. I was like, Ugh. like I was like, holy shit, that was like some of the heaviest fucking stuff I've. Dang, been. it's like like I said, rough to watch, and not in a like like not sad but emotional. Wow, like fucking A plus Pixar. Like I was like this. Was Amazing fucking! It's film. not still in theaters, is it? No, 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 no I I can't imagine it like not winning an Oscar. Really? Like, there's no way that this doesn't win Best Animated Picture. Like, it's so fucking good. Like, they even like they it's just like even just like bringing an abstract an abstract co- like concept like sadness can make you appreciate happiness more. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how any movie that's really like. Tried Lit- to tackle that, but like literally yeah. shown shown me that in a way that's not like, and it's not even like ham fisted or anything. Like mm-hmm. it, like it guides itself there like organically as the characters kind of like discover this about themselves. Like, hmm. and as the girl, and then you, it always flashes out kind of like to the real world. Like as the girl kind of like under begins to understand okay. that. So know? like the focus of the film is on the like the internalized. Yeah, the little like the adventure time in the brain. Okay. Yeah, okay. exactly. It like and it cuts in and out of reality to show like huh. the impacts of that. You know, I have two cousins who are like right at that age. I think they're like eleven. I think maybe the older one is eleven. I'm gonna see them at Christmas. I'm gonna find out what these guys thought of that. I should no, watch their it with parents them. If they, probably if they haven't seen it, watch it with them. Oh that's a great idea. <laughs> and then you can find out how they react. Like to be like that's a great idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask their mom if they saw it. And then if they haven't, they're going to get that for Christmas. And if they haven't, I was going to get them little gyrocopters. No. <laughs> <Exactly>. one, <laughs> one will possibly destroy them depending on how much they can fucking, like, how much they can handle if, it. If they're emotionally prepared for uh, Yeah, exactly. And that, that's it. I was like, I, hmm. I I really don't know how kids would If they don't it. get the underlying stuff and it's all lighthearted adventures of the funny characters in the well, brain. There's definitely some yeah. sad, there's, yeah. like, definitely some sad stuff that would make kids cry. But like I said, like... There's sad things that would make kids cry, but like it wasn't the sad stuff that like got me in the gut. Like like the the inevitable, like obviously the imaginary friend, like like when he shows up in the film, Mm -hmm. you're like you're not going to make it. I know this because this is a Pixar film, yeah, and the movie is about her growing up. Like the imaginary friend is now helping the other, helping the like little happiness and stuff. Like (laughs) like I know that this character is fucked, you know, like. You do not survive this movie. I know that. Like that right. stuff didn't hit me as hard as the like, 
this is growing up and this is what you have to fucking deal with. Yeah. As you like, like life stops being fucking black and white, happy, sad. Like you grow up and mixed emotions happen and like fucking confusing emotions can happen. This is, I'm fucking tired talking about this. It's intense, dude. <laughs> it's super intense. Like literally we like cleansed our palate with the last Jurassic world. I was like, right. we're like, what the fuck are we going to watch? And it was like yeah. either Ant-Man and Jurassic world. Yeah. And we decided to, to head outside of the MCU. Yeah. Um, we're just about done. Yep. Uh, I, I have a, an assignment for you and that I'm also going to try Uh-oh. try to do cuz we I feel remiss almost that it's You know been, how I do with homework, man. But it's Is been it? it's been 2 or 3 days and I I mean you didn't bring it up. Uh-huh. Uh Oh god, the wrestling. No, 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 not the wrestling. Uh-huh. Jessica Jones. Okay. Jessica Jones the new Marvel thing that's out and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage the uh the Didn't se- see it. Exactly. That's a, that's what I'm saying. Yep. It's the new season all up on Netflix. Yep. Fucking it's basically I guess like the the next in the series. You know what? I think I saw an ad for it. I haven't logged into Netflix in a couple of days. What with Fallout and the new uh, a new season of League. Maybe um, it's it's like tangentially connected to New York and Daredevil, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. And it's supposed to be. It's going to be that. Then um, I think Iron Fist and then okay. the Defenders or whatever. Like it's all supposed to. They're building their own little like mid tier, like heroes. low low tier Marvel Cinematic Universe. Where right. Like it's not going to hit Avengers stuff. It's going to be like local. Apparently, it's not very. It's not really directly connected to Daredevil yet, okay. but it still takes place like low level New York City. I feel like the ad said like Hell's Kitchen has other something or other. So like they were they but, were like, but I think they maybe build up to that. Like okay. I, I feel like I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the show, but like I feel that like if it crosses over with Daredevil, it's like towards the end. Okay. Like, Did you see Daredevil? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was awesome. So anyway, so yeah, splendid. Yeah, yeah. We should probably talk about Jessica Jones next when we've weeks. actually seen it and have something to say. Exactly. Yeah. Also, Kristen Ritter is like one of my favorites. So. Kristen Ritter. Yeah, Google her. I will. Kids, this was the nine to five entertainment <laughs> system. Hooray! No wrestling. There's a little.